Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE NXT TakeOver 30 and WWE SummerSlam 2020 broadcast on August 22nd and 23rd, 2020. So, um, yeah, I I really liked both of these shows. I'm not going to do a whole complete rundown of TakeOver 30 because... My notes, I took my notes on my Galaxy tablet, and then the app updated after the first time that I ever used it, it updated and it it, it didn't save the note, because you have to like, you previously had to save it manually, now it automatically saves, so like the update that keeps you from losing your data made me lose my data, so that was really fun. So I, I I had a whole bunch of notes that I took throughout the night. It wasn't really that extensive of notes, but um, there's there's probably some stuff that I wanted to talk about that I won't be able to now because um, now it's just a part of this episode instead of having its own episode. And I'm just going to go through all of the matches real quick. Uh, on the kickoff show, we had Brizongo versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch and Legato Del Fantasma, Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza. And Brizongo won that match, and they will challenge for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I am really excited about that. That's going to be awesome. Then we had uh, Finn Balor versus Timothy Thatcher. Uh, singles match, Finn Balor won that match. I enjoyed the match quite a bit. Then we had an, a fantastic NXT North American Championship ladder match which Damian Priest won at, at any given moment. I thought somebody else was about to win, and it was super exciting. I, I, I did watch this entire pay-per-view, except for the main event. I watched the entire thing while sitting out on my patio, and that was kind of nice. It was uh, pretty enjoyable. I, I would have done that for SummerSlam as well, except I'll get, I'll get to that in just a minute. So Damian Priest is the new North American champion, and he ruined his leather pants by getting into the hot tub with uh, a couple of lovely ladies while still wearing the leather pants. Um, and then we got this great photo, Triple H, as he does with all of the new champions, pointing to Damian Priest in the hot tub. Uh, Triple H was not in the hot tub. He was just standing next to it. But it's still a pretty great photo. Uh, then we had Adam Cole, baby, versus Pat McAfee. And this match was... They, they it was way better than it 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 did not need to be as good as it was it was fantastic like that sounds like a backhanded compliment no like i would have been totally happy if, if this match was like half as good as it was it was fantastic it was my favorite match of the night it was really good and then there's an interview with pat not an interview on, on his show later i think maybe this morning or something he talked about it and that bit of him talking like for six minutes about the match was so awesome go check that out the pat mcafee show check out that clip that part of this uh today's episode i think i don't maybe he does multiple episodes a day i'm not sure but man man good stuff really good stuff uh he did a friggin' swanton to the outside ridiculous he did uh he like backflipped um as adam cole shoved him off at the top of the the post there and then he just jumps right back up hits a superplex like dude what are you doing this is great it was it was awesome it was awesome 
Like, it was 16 minutes long. I would have been totally content at the quality that it was. If it was half as long, I would uh, I would have been super happy with it. But it was that quality for 16 minutes. Amazing. Um, everybody got good time in this in this uh, in this takeover. Um, 13 minutes was the shortest match for uh, Finn versus Timothy. Um, okay, then we had Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Raquel Gonzalez was there at ringside trying to interfere. It did not help. She was not successful. Uh, Io Shirai won. It was great. But then they go on the attack afterwards, and Rhea Ripley comes out face-to-face. Raquel versus Rhea. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm really excited for that match. Um, and then we had the main events, Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee. Compared to everything else in this card, I mean, man, it was not a bad match at all. It was very good, um, but compared to everything else, it was it was quite long. It was longer than the ladder match. I don't think it needed to be that long. It would have been a little bit more exciting if it was not that long. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, I think th- there was initial disappointment that Keith Lee was defeated. Karrion Cross is the new champion. The image of Karrion Cross holding the championship with Scarlet with the fire behind them. That was really cool. But the, um, uh, the defeat of Keith Lee, that is not as cool. And also he is, uh, but on the other hand, not also, also, also he will be on raw. It was announced the next night on SummerSlam that he would debut on raw. I am recording this during raw. There's about 40 minutes left of Raw, but I am not watching it live. I will be able to watch it in about 40 minutes from the beginning. So, uh, I don't, I don't know what's in store. It could have, he could have already had like a fantastic match against somebody. He could have already defeated Drew McIntyre for the WWE championship at the beginning of hour two. I don't know. But, um, anyway, so now I'm pretty much okay with it. I thought Keith Lee should absolutely deserved a much, much, much longer. I thought that this match was going to end disqualification or something like that. Extend this feud. They face off again in, uh, in November, uh, war games or something like that. I don't know, but we'll see what happens. Um, carrying cross was injured, um, is separated shoulder, um, which could be any degree of seriousness. I don't know. Uh, what the time range is, uh, depending on the, how serious it is, but they did say that he would have an MRI today. I have not looked into any news on that yet, but um, hopefully he does have a speedy recovery, but that could mean, uh, depending on how long he'll be out, that that could mean he has to vacate. So who knows what will happen with that? We will see. Um so yeah, uh, overall, very good. Um, just a, a little bit of a loss of momentum there at the end, I thought. Um, so heading into that, that brings us to SummerSlam, which I thought was really great, except that I did not really enjoy it as much as I could have, because the entire time I was waiting to get an email with a link to join the Thunderdome, to be part of the backup crew, to get called in, because it said call time is on call in my email to register for the Thunderdome, and I never got an, an additional email. I got an email that said the checklist for the best Thunderdome experience, 
and then that was it. No link to to join the feed. No link to do all of that. I I had, I had spent the morning getting everything ready. I was like, okay, I'm gonna get this great setup. Have my TV so I have a nice the nice big TV to watch it on, but also my camera is set up like right underneath it so I can be watching with the cameras and see me from there. And all I can I put way too much effort into it, way way more thought than anybody else did because you could you could also do it just like on your phone or something, you know. Uh, so I should have just planned on doing that because it would have been just as as effective because it I wasn't on I wasn't in the Thunderdome, so. I was pretty bummed about that part of it, but the show itself I thought was very good. I enjoyed pretty much all of the matches. I loved the ending, the very ending of everything. Um, there's no more wrestling. This is it. No, uh, we had on the opening, uh, the kickoff show, we had Apollo Crews versus MVP. Oh, I did take notes on all of this. Hold on just a second. Where did I put those? Those were in this folder here. Let's open that up. SummerSlam 2020 notes, I think I called it. SummerSlam 2020 notes. There we go. All right. This is very small text. I need to zoom in for sure. Okay. I'm zooming in a lot. Okay. During the kickoff show, <laughs> I think Zelina... Had some no, it wasn't Zelina. Somebody ah, oh, I forget who it was. Um, but they were pretty rude. I think it was Shayna Baszler. That's it. That's who it was. Uh, Shayna Baszler. She uh, was really rude to Charlie, and then Booker T goes, "Nobody likes you, Charlie," and everybody else is just cracking up. Um, that was pretty funny. But this was Renee's last appearance in WWE. Um, and they had kind of a goodbye. She, 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 she mentioned it at the top of the kickoff and then, uh, um, Charlie was like, ah, let's, we got to give a little bit of a tribute to you here at the end. All that was really nice. All all of them said some nice things. And, um, Renee wrote a, a great, amazing letter to like everybody. And that was really cool. Um, I think it can go back to my episode about SmackDown and Raw at Madison Square Garden. I think I talked about this in that episode. That as I was walking back to the subway after Raw that that week, that night, um, I was like 10 feet in front of Renee and Corey as they were walking the same direction. Uh, so it was like for... It was for a while that we were walking the same direction at the same speed, and I was like kind of trying to speed up to get ahead of them, but then they like sp- they were following me, definitely following me. Anyway, if you go back and listen to that episode, I probably t- told this story completely differently, but it was really nice to see to hear like how good of friends they are. They were just having like a normal. Con- I don't remember anything about what they said. Um, I just remember them like just talking and laughing. And that was really cool. Like they're actually, they actually like hanging out with each other and things like that. So that's really cool. But anyway, uh, I will definitely miss seeing Renee on uh, WWE shows. Um, but hopefully she does some other stuff. That's really cool in the near future. Um, okay. Let's talk about the actual pay-per-view um, on the kickoff show. We had Apollo Cruz versus um, MVP for the United States championship. 
Apollo wins via cross power bomb, and then the Hurt Business runs out because they were banned from ringside. Uh, and Apollo gets away. He hightails it out of there. He says, "No, sir, not today." So that was that was good thinking, good planning by Apollo. He pro- he probably expected that. Um, then we had the actual show starts. I mean, the kickoff is part of the actual show. It's just the free part of it. Um, Asuka versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Bailey looked pretty bummed making her entrance. And then uh, during the match, Sasha went over to Corey and was like, Your suit matches her outfit. Talking about Bailey's outfit. That was really funny. Um, let's see. Asuka caught in a, the elbow drop into an arm bar, which is really cool. And she even kicked Sasha in the face as she was trying to get Bailey to submit. But. Bailey rolls up Asuka after Sasha takes the hit from a hip attack, and Sasha and Bailey attack Asuka afterward to hopefully give Sasha an edge in her match later that night. Then we had Kevin Owens out. Uh, Kevin Owens come out to join commentary. He says, "Look at all my friends," pointing to the Thunderdome, um, and he wears a Street Profits shirt. A pretty biased comment- commentator, but that's okay, um, and a, and a nice red tie. And Street Profits versus Angel Andrade took place. The Street Profits won. And Kevin Owens announces that he will have Alistair Black on the Kevin Owens show on Raw tomorrow night. The next night. Tonight. When I'm recording this. Then uh, Kayla interviews Bailey and Sasha backstage. And uh, Bailey had been holding a broom the entire time that's so that she could say it would, it would be a clean sweep. So uh, I, I admire that commitment to uh, uh, holding that, that broom for so long um, without anybody. Well, I'm sure if I watched it back, I would notice uh, anyone would notice that she was holding the broom. But maybe uh, if anybody did notice it, they're like, why is she holding a broom? And then the payoff and then the light. Uh, then we had Mandy versus Sonya and a no disqualification loser leaves WWE match. Um, Mandy had some big troubles setting up at the table, uh, which seemed to primarily be used as a launching, like a, like a, like a rail gun for chairs. She slid chairs across it, launching them at Sonia at one point. And I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, and then Sonia just like flipped the chair, flipped the table over after that. But Mandy hits Sonia with a knee to the face. Sonia loses. Sonia will leave WWE. Uh, she is devastated, but Otis comes out and he celebrates with Mandy. And Mandy does uh, tries to do a caterpillar. It was almost as much of a. S- <laughs> um, I, it was great. It was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't want, want to sound negative about it because it was really when stuff isn't perfect. It can be even more entertaining and more full of joy than if if she had done a perfect caterpillar. That would have been really cool. But I feel like it was more fun that she was very bad at it. So, yeah, there we go. Uh, then we had Dominic versus Seth Rollins. Another match. This is a street fight. Murphy and Rey Mysterio were there at ringside. And this match was great. I... Loved it. Uh, just like the eye for an eye match, except for the ending of the eye for an eye match, which was very gross. This match was not very gross at any point. Um, I wrote down tons and tons of notes, but 
man, I basically did like a, a play-by-play with the notes. I'm not going to go through it all. But Seth Rollins did win as he was just torturing Rey Mysterio. He had handcuffed Rey Mysterio to the, to the ropes when Rey finally started to get involved because Seth started to go after his mom, Dominic's mom, not Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio's wife, Angie. And, um, yeah, that was too much for Ray. He could, he, he couldn't stand. He had promised he wouldn't get involved, but that was too much. Um, Seth got the advantage. He curb stomps. Dominic gets the win and Ray and Dominic are left in in a heap in the middle of the ring, just consoling each other at the beating that they just took. But man, that this match was pretty great. Dominic fantastic like a debut match the only person who has had a better uh, whose debut match i could think was was even better was pat mcafee like what the heck why was that match so good it's ridiculous but uh yeah there's lots of great stuff i really liked his gear um i loved that his hood was uh, the mysterio mask so he's like wearing the mask without actually wearing the mask and that was really cool. Uh, then we had a great Alexa selfies commercial for WWE Battlegrounds. I liked that. It was really funny. I don't know if it was that per- the premiere for that commercial. I hadn't seen it before. I liked it a lot. Then we had Sasha versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, at one point, Bailey says, hey, let's leave. Let's go. Let's just take the count out. You'll keep the on all of that. Uh, there's a sunset bomb to the outside, which was so brutal by the way back to the the ladder match one moment that i do have to mention is i think it was johnny gargano did a sun flip sunset flip bomb a sunset power bomb a sunset bomb how whatever you call it to the uh off of the ladder into another ladder and they like barely hit the ladder that was laid out horizontally for them to land on and i thought for sure that cameron grimes was done for but he came back into the ring and did some stuff after that, so I think he's okay. Fingers crossed. Knock of wood. All of that. Um. Anyway, back to Sasha versus Asuka. That's there's a sunset bomb to the outside, which was insane. Um, like ouch, ouch. So from off of the apron to the outside, like it wasn't like Sasha jumped to the outside and did it. She did it off of the apron to the floor. Like, dude, how, how, how is Asuka able to walk? Anyway, uh, I loved it that Asuka hit a running Asuka lock. Basically, there's a whole series of reversals. Um, Bailey's interference totally fails and Asuka gets the Oscar lock locked in and Sasha taps out. So we have a new raw women's champion Oscar and Sasha seems pretty mad about it. And, but Oscar is, is very happy about it and it's great. Um, then we had Randy Orton versus drew McIntyre for the WWE championship. Uh, the, the, we didn't see it coming. What we didn't see coming was that there would be no finisher to finish this match. Uh, the victory came from a backslide after first Randy avoided the, 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 the Claymore kick and then, uh, Drew McIntyre avoided the RKO and then, uh, you know, just got him into that backslide and won. 
So it was pretty, it was unexpected. I didn't see that coming. I thought for sure. I thought for sure that somehow Randy was going to counter the Claymore into an RKO somehow. I don't even know how that worked. Cause the Claymore, he's like facing the wrong direction. It'd be like a, a poison RKO. Ooh, a venom RKO. Oh, how crazy would that be? I don't know. I don't know how that would look. It would. I guess it would look. I don't know. What do you? Uh, somebody does a, a, a like a cutter, but it's a back bump for the person taking it. I don't. I'm not sure. There's probably already a name for that. But if Randy Orton did it. It'd be a. It would be a Venom RKO. Um, then we got the announcement that Keith Lee is coming to Raw, and then we have our final match of the evening, the main event. Braun Strowman versus The Fiend falls count anywhere for the Universal Championship. Uh, Corey says, hell is empty. The devils are here, which I really like. That's a quote from Shakespeare's The Tempest. But that is also from uh, the, the not it's not from it's from that. And then that quote is used in the Blue Devils 2015, 16, 17, 18, 17. Oh, I don't know. Uh, what dreams may come is what the no, that's not what the show is called either. But they did a show based on the Tempest, and uh, I did like the show. Um, and they had that quote in the show because it's the Blue Devils, so all the devils are here. Anyway, uh, at the top of the match, uh, the Fiend snaps, tries to snap Braun Strowman's neck twice. I still strongly believe that that should just kill his opponent. Not actually, but you know. That's what, if somebody tried, if anybody tried to do that in real life, they would be like trying to break somebody's neck actually. And then they would think that, oh, they could just shake it off. It's fine. When, I don't know, not that they're showing how to do it. I don't know how to do it correctly. So I don't know. Maybe that is how it's done. I don't know. But anyway, uh, he snaps his neck twice before he would take it off his jacket. Um, and then uh, later on, they do all kinds of stuff. They go backstage for a little bit. Come back out. The The match does end in the ring. So the false count anywhere is basically just so that they didn't have to stay in the ring all the time. But uh, Braun Strowman gets a box cutter out and I was like, oh, God, he's going to Gus Fring him. He's going to Gus Fring him. He's going to just slit his throat here in the middle of the ring. What the heck is going on? But he, he cuts away the the ring uh, mat and the, the padding to expose the wood underneath. Um and I was worried that he was not retracting the blade after doing that. He was like kind of flinging around willy nilly. Thought for sure someone was going to get hurt with that thing. But anyway, um, the fiend stands up back up uh, while he is doing that, and Braun says, "Why won't you die?" And then he's hit with a uranagi into the wood, and two sister Abigails, so twin sister Abigails, sister Abigail, twi- twisted sisters. There we go. No, not twisted sisters. Twisted, yeah. Twisted, twisted sister, twisted bliss. Oh my God! What if that becomes a thing? Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Alexa Bliss did not appear on this broadcast, unfortunately. I was hoping for that, but the fiend wins, and then boom, Roman Reigns out of nowhere. He destroy. Uh, no, it's not that. It's a uh, wreck. Everyone and leave is his shirt. He's back. He's got a brand new smile, and he says to Braun, you ain't a monster unless I'm here. 
and he wrecks them both. Gauntlet thrown down. The big dog is back to reclaim his yard. So I am super excited. A lot of people saying Roman Reigns is a heel now, and I say I I don't think we know that yet because he was taking out two evil monsters, and that doesn't seem like something a bad guy would do. I feel like he is uh, he's still a good guy, but with an attitude. Uh, he's he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just the guy. So anyway, I'm really excited for that to see what happens. And, uh, in just 25 minutes, I can start watching Rob. I'm probably going to wait a little bit longer so I can skip all the commercials and everything. So, um, anyway, I am trying out Hulu live TV right now. The only bad thing about it. And so I might cancel it like before the next billing period, which is in like two days is that it only has the West coast feed for i'm in i'm in colorado and i put in my zip code and it only gives me the west coast feed so raw still hasn't started it's it starts three hours after the it airs live um so I, i'll have to reassess all those decisions so anyway uh yeah i'm really excited i have postulated and this may have already been proven false before I even record this podcast, that what if Roman Reigns is the leader of Retribution? I think that would be pretty cool, maybe. Um, and also, the the retri- Retribution, they were mentioned, there's a package shown about them on this episode of SummerSlam. This episode of SummerSlam. Um, but they did not show up. Except maybe they did right there at the end with their leader drawing a line in the sand. So we'll find out. Maybe we may have already found out. So there you go. I really enjoyed it despite being really upset. Like I was, I was honestly like bummed out while watching this whole thing. Like looking back now, I think, Oh, Hey, these matches were really great. I enjoyed these matches, but at, but while it was happening, I was like, come on. Why aren't I in the Thunderdome? You've got these stuffed animals in the audience. Got people holding up dumb signs and everything. Just send me a link. Send me a link. I'll take the place of that of that stuffed horse or whatever it is. That Pikachu. The people holding up really bad ideas of signs. But no, the link never came. But I'll try again next week because we have payback next week. AKA retribution. All right. That is it for right now. Let me know what you thought about this episode of raw and not raw. It's not raw. This episode, this week of this episode of SummerSlam and takeover 30. Um, these are not, uh, this episode of the podcast. That's what I mean. Let me know what you thought about this episode by tweeting me at TIW podcast, go to TIWpodcast.com for more reviews. If you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site, Please share some links with your friends. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you like to listen. Stay safe, healthy, and happy out there in all the intimate, infinite, and intimate multiverses. And I'll see you next time here on TIW Podcast. Bye.